Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison, a contributor at NinerNoise.com. Uh, we've been talking uh, throughout the, the offseason and the early part of the season about trying to be more deliberate about uh, multiple podcasts a week, but been kind of a strange uh, start to the year for a lot of different reasons. Um, but that being said, I think it was important to to jump on here. Um, this is Monday morning after uh, the 49ers 30-18 to loss at home on Sunday night football in probably like the wettest football game I can remember seeing in a long time. Um, <laughs> but the Niners lost again 30-18 against the Indianapolis Colts. It is their fourth straight loss after starting the season 2-0. and More importantly, uh, well, not more importantly, but on the same sort of side of that, is it's their third loss at home. Uh, they now have a 2-1 and record on the road, or sorry, a 2-2, two and two, no, right, 2-1, and one. I was right the first time, a 2-1 and one record on the road, and an 0-3 oh and three record at Levi's Stadium, including um, last second losses to the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks. And now a game that was actually, in all in, in all honesty, a little bit closer than the thirty to eighteen final score indicates, um, but in in many ways is kind of indicative of, of how the game went. Um, it was a, a very uh, wet. It was a very sloppy game that was played um, in um, in Santa Clara last night. However, it was a game that the Colts figured out how to score. Uh, points. I, I talked about it on the the preview pod uh, just a couple of days ago. That I didn't think that this was going to be a game where either team was going to be able to score that many points, just because of the nature of of the weather and and all those other things that that would come into play. And I, so I was very surprised that that uh, that the Colts were able to score thirty points, even though one of them was sort of a late uh, that uh, late in the game that sort of iced it, but wasn't really necessary to. Uh, to to close the game out, um, you know, neither team sh- <laughs> blazing themselves in in glory at any particular point. 
Um, but the Niners just couldn't get it done. They had a, the Niners had a good um, first drive where they sort of rode Elijah Mitchell down the field, scored the opening touchdown, didn't get the extra point. We're up, actually up nine to nothing. Uh, the Colts came back, got a touchdown, and it was actually still twelve to seven at the end of the first uh, first quarter. Colts got um, the only touchdown of the of the second quarter as well, and so we're able to go up thirteen to 12 heading into halftime and it just sort of seemed like it was going to be one of those games um and then obviously the the Niners were only able to find the end zone one more time on on what was probably their most impressive drive on the game sort of bar none they threw the ball three times scored a touchdown um to get themselves back within uh within striking distance they were down by um just a couple of points at that point um, in fact, they had the opportunity to, to tie the game at 20 at that juncture, but just couldn't get the, get it done, didn't get the two-point conversion, and things just kind of fell apart from there. Um, I think it, it was just one of those strange games. Uh, you know, out they, they sort of gave up on a, on a running game that was going well. Elijah Mitchell did finish uh, the game with 18 carries for 107 yards, but the bulk of that came in the in the first uh, on the first drive, really. Um, he had something like 80 yards in the first quarter uh, and only finished with 107. So not a particularly uh, striking thing in that regard. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was back under center for the 49ers and outside of that one quick uh, drive where he was, uh, he completed three passes to uh, two to Debo Samuel, one to Charlie Warner um, <clears throat> to get the game within two. And Garoppolo just didn't really do anything. Um, he had a rough game, and it just wasn't uh, – he wasn't able to get, to, to get going. Did finish 16-27, 181 yards and, and a touchdown, but he had two interceptions. Uh, gave the ball away too frequently, and it just, just wasn't a good game for him. I mean, not as if Carson Wentz had a great game in response, but uh, his uh, 16 for 26 for 150 yards and two touchdowns was, was good enough. And the other thing that he did was he, he – took advantage of a 49ers secondary that has just been plagued with um, getting the ball thrown deep to them and committing pass interference penalties pretty much led to their their first couple of touchdowns uh, were penalties that uh, extended drives, and we've seen a lot of that, and it's just it's very frustrating uh, from a 49ers fan perspective. And, and you know, it's just, it was hard to watch because of the weather and, and, and because of how sloppy the game was, but... Um, it was harder to watch because it didn't feel like the 49ers, the coaching staff, the players, really any anybody was able to really figure out what the formula was. And it was pretty clear that if you were able to, uh, that with this weakened Colts secondary, we talked about this before as well, that there was going to be opportunities to uh, to force them into awkward situations. And that, that quick uh, drive where they scored on three passing plays was really indicative of that. Now, I, I mean, I think it tells us a lot about how uh, Kyle Shanahan feels about Garoppolo in that particular situation, that he never really put the ball in his hands uh, and other than outside of that drive. And maybe there's an argument to be made, and I'm sure I'm sure if Chris were here he would make it, uh, that that drive was an indication that you need to do more of that. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I think you could go either way. But, but the fact of the matter is one thing that we know after this game um, – couple things really first of all uh it's seeming more and more likely that this 49ers team as currently constructed 
as just probably going to be on the outside looking in as far as the playoffs are concerned, um, if not even further than that. This is disconcerting, of course, because they don't have a first-round draft pick, so it's not like there's any benefit to um, to just you know giving up, punting on the season completely and trying to see how high a draft pick is you, you can get because that will go to the Miami Dolphins, and so that's not, not an ideal situation in that regard. Um, but I think there is a, a case to be made for... Um, for the development of your young players and maybe hoping that that allows you to, to, to eke out some wins as they get better over the season. Um, it's getting harder and harder to look at the rest of the schedule and really feel like super strongly that there are a bunch more wins here, um, on the season. They, they do, uh, they travel to Chicago next week. Um, and they're, they're pretty much in shambles at this point. They just got destroyed on Sunday. Um, so that's uh, that will be an interesting game to see how that plays out. And then they go uh, home for Arizona, home for the Rams, travel to Jacksonville, home for Minnesota, uh, travel to Seattle. Um, uh, let's see. Then they travel to Cincinnati, a game that on paper when the season started looked like a, a an easy win, but now the Bengals are in first place in their division, so go figure. Uh, then they have Atlanta at home, Tennessee on the road, Houston at home, and the Rams in Los Angeles to finish things out. So as I look at that, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, they, they probably should be able to beat Chicago, but who knows? You would have thought they should have been able to beat the Colts. Um, a lot of that will depend on on health and, and that sort of thing and how well the defense can handle with, uh, with Justin Fields and the Chicago offense. Arizona's looking harder and harder. It doesn't look like that's a game that they're going to win. The Rams... Who knows? Shanahan has owned the Rams over the last couple of years, but this is a clearly a better Rams team than that. Jacksonville probably still a win. Minnesota uh, could go either way. Seattle just depends on who's playing quarterback. If Russell Wilson's back, it's hard to make an argument that the Niners can win that game any more than the one that they already lost. Um, Cincinnati, again, very difficult. Atlanta at home, probably still a win. Tennessee, gosh, just really depends on what version of the Titans shows up. If it's the team that just clobbered the Chiefs on Sunday. Um, there's no way the 49ers are winning that, especially on a short week that they're flying uh, basically across the country. Um, and then Houston and the Rams to finish the, finish the year. Houston feels like a game they should win at home, but home doesn't really mean anything at this juncture. And the Rams, eh, the Rams may have a lot to play for that last week, and the Niners may not. And so it, it, it's going to be an interesting year. You look at that and go, maybe, maybe they're four five more wins in there for the rest of the season, which is going to put the, the team is what seven and 10 record for the, for the season, which is basically the same record that they finished last year with. Um, it, it yeah, it, it's just, it's disappointing um, because there are better options here. And, and, and this team probably on paper is better than that, but that kind of seems where it's looking now. Who knows? Maybe, the decision gets made that it's time to to move on from the from the quarterback situation. I don't know. That's certainly not going to solve all the issues. I'll think. Although I think there's a case to be made that if Trey Lance is on the field tonight, if he's fully healthy and on the field, that he has the the skills to take advantage of the weather differently than Garoppolo did, because you're not going to be asking him to throw the ball 27 times more than likely but you can sort of create opportunities uh, in in the running game that that just didn't seem available uh, with Garoppolo out there. There were a couple of plays uh, in, in particular that I noticed 
um, that Garoppolo was sort of out in no man's land, didn't have any options what to do. And you're like, well, if Lance is out there, he's probably turning that into, into positive yardage, but I don't know. Um, all, all I can say is if this indeed is a seven, eight win team at, at most, which is where it kind of feels like they are, um, six games into the season. So that means they have 11 more. Um, that means to get to eight, they'd have to win six, uh, more games out of the next 11, which would be a six and five finish to the year. Um, that feels like it's going to be difficult to do. Um, and if that's the case, if the ceiling is seven or seven wins, eight wins, six wins, I don't know. Um, I think it's time to, to end the Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, era, uh, sooner rather than later, provided of course that Lance is ready to go. Um, Kyle Shanahan didn't sound too confident that Garoppolo was going to be the guy, uh, on Sunday in Chicago. So we shall see, but frankly, here's, here's the deal. Here's what we know. Um, Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback of this team eventually, and it might be time to, to just throw him out there, see what happens. This team's playoff aspirations seem to have dwindled away. Um, and you know, if on the off chance that he is actually, he actually turns out to be uh, a quarterback that allows the team to, to have more of an opportunity to win in circumstances like, like this game on Sunday night, well then maybe you still are in the conversation. But right now I think you have to assume given the way that Garoppolo has played and I, and I don't want to, you know, get into why he's played the way that he has played. Uh, for some reason, there is not a connection any anymore uh, between what uh, this team wants to do and what Garoppolo is capable of doing. And it, it's just my, might be time to move on. Obviously, um, Depot Samuel was great on Sunday night as well. Seven catches, a hundred yards. The rest of the team had a total of 11 catches for 81 yards. Uh, which just kind of tells you all you need to know about that too. Um, you know, uh, <clears throat> he did have a, a a fumble in the game as well, but you know he was trying to to do the best that he could, and so in that regard, can't fault him for that. Nick Bosa was was really good. Aziz Aziz Alshire on uh, defense, along with Fred Warner, also had strong games. Uh, up and down one for Josh Norman as the quarter cornerback. Kind of uh, don't understand what's going on there, why D'Amador Lenore suddenly got dropped. That was also another strange move. I think, by and large, this team is just ready to 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 move, to move make the youth movement a thing and, and see if we can develop some guys. I think that would be my case. And it, that's, that is a, <laughs> a hard statement to make after just six games, but they've been six games that have not been great. And then even the two wins have... Uh, have had their sort of like uh, okay moments like outside of that first half in Detroit you can't really pinpoint a moment where you felt really really confident about this team um outside of you know the defense has had some 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 spurts as well but I I would say by and large this is clearly a, a, a as built and possibly as um constructed from a coaching stand, uh, standpoint but those two things can, can can connect to each other as well. It isn't as if Kyle Shanahan has stopped being a useful uh, coach. It's just that maybe the situation is not allowing him to be successful anymore. I don't know. It's probably a little bit of everything. But I think it just might be time to just uh, see what we have left. And maybe some excitement can be looking ahead to the future. Uh, so I know that's probably not <laughs> the thing we want to talk about necessarily under the circumstances but this team feels 
defeated. It feels like it's been a little bit broken since they lost the Super Bowl, but that kind of demoralized the franchise to a point where they just don't know how to recover anymore, and I and and that's that's tough to watch. So, um, well, that'll about do it for this uh, recap episode of the Niner Noise podcast. Just kind of keeping them short and sweet as we get into these times. Hopefully, we'll have a better idea of what things are going to be looking like moving forward. But as soon as we have uh, more information, please check out uh, Niner Noise and see uh, what the analysis is there, and we'll we'll get into that more um, as we move throughout the season. But as always, uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Please uh, check out, as I said, NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And if you leave us a review and include a question, we'll give you a shout-out on the air and answer your question. And of course, please uh, share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. <laughs>